Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so I would like to preach the message about revival again tonight. I would like to read Acts chapter 2, verses 1 to 4. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord. 120 people were there. Actually, before 120 people got touched, I believe there were more than 120 people. But many people could not wait. They have some business to do, uh, or they were too hungry, they have to go out to eat some steak, they left the room. So left only 120 people. And suddenly, there came a sound from heaven. This is not a little, little Holy Ghost. This is a big Holy Ghost. Very loud, very amazing, very noise aboard. A sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then, There appeared to them divided tongues as of fire. And one sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. You can see here that that is the first experience of revival of the first church In the upper room. This happened according to the promise of God in the book of Joel chapter 2. God promised that he will pour out the former rain and the latter rain. The outpouring of the Holy Spirit in this generation. And heaven has not been closed. It's still open. And the outpouring of the Holy Spirit still happens today. And many people say, God is not fair. Why the outpouring of the Holy Spirit happened to some people, but not to other people. I want to tell you, it's not about God. It's about us. Whether we want the outpouring of the Holy Spirit or not. If our church wants the outpouring, wants the fire of God, He will do it. He keeps His promises. The fire of God will bring revival. What is the fire of God? The fire of God is a tangible anointing or the tangible presence of God that come down to touch all of us. The Holy Spirit, if you know me long enough, you will know that I'm banana for the Holy Spirit. Really. The Old Testament time, they talk about the Father a lot, but the Holy Spirit was still working in that generation. And in the New Testament time, talk about Jesus in the four gospel. But the Holy Spirit worked with Jesus 24-7. And after that, the book of Acts on, all about the ministry of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit worked in the life of the believers like you and me. And through our life as well. Therefore, I love the Holy Spirit. I want to know the Holy Spirit. And I want the tangible presence of the Holy Spirit in my life more and more, because the same spirit that we talk about here raised Jesus from the dead. He is the spirit of life. 
So when he comes and touches you, he will breathe life into you. The English language is saying like this. He quickens you. He gives life to your body, to your mind, to your spirit, to your marriage, to your ministry. He is the life-giving spirit. How many people want more life in you? I want more life in me. Amen? So, he breathed life. We choose either death or life. We have to choose. I choose life. I choose revival. I choose fire of God. I don't want to choose death. I want God to come in and touch me and fill me. And when the fire of God touches me, he will get rid of the bondages in my life. He will get rid of the curses in my life. The traditions and religion in my life. He wants to cleanse me, fill me, transform me into the likeness of Jesus Christ. Not only that, when the fire of God touch you, he will bring the first love back to Jesus again. So many Christians have lost the first love for Jesus. At the beginning, when they were born again, they were so loving Jesus. But after a few years later, they just lost that first love. But the fire of God will bring that first love back to Jesus to you. You will become excited about Him. You want to think about Him all day long. And when you have that fire in your life, people can see that fire. The love for Jesus. The zeal for God through your eyes. Through your body language. They can hear it from your tone of voice. This person really loves God. This person really on fire for God. The fire of God will bring that love back to your heart. He will take you to the next level to be on fire again. Amen? But the key is this. Don't think this way. Don't think that I'm trying to teach you tonight how to get into revival, into the fire of God. Don't think that you have arrived. Don't think that, oh, I have it all. I know the Greek. I know the Hebrew. I can memorize all the scripture. I'm a great teacher. I have a position in the church. I know deep, deep theology in the Bible. More than even pastor Lao. If you think that you know it all, you have arrived, you will not be hungry for the Holy Spirit. You need to come to Him just like a little child and say, God, I'm still far away from being like Jesus Christ. I don't know everything. I need more of you. I need you so much. And then after that, He will come and touch you. In fact, I was the main speaker of this revivals conference in Atlanta, Georgia. I preached uh, altogether four sermons from Friday night to Sunday morning. But on Saturday night, there was one special guest speaker. This is an American evangelist who has some relationship with this Vietnamese church. He came and preached, and I can tell right away that the way he preached is an evangelist. And when I listened to him, I don't know him at all. Actually, his church is in one and a half hours away from Atlanta. And I can see that he has some gift of healing in him. So when I was listening, I said, God, I want the gift of healing. 
And I saw a lot of people walk out to be prayed for. And Pastor Dan and I look at each other's eyes and say, we need to go out to. We need to go out to receive from this man. And I spoke to God. He was praying for about an hour. Then I see that less people now, we walk out and I say to the Lord, I come here to the prayer line not to meet the man. I'm going to meet Jesus. And I say, God, tonight, I'm going to change from glory to the next glory. You're going to impart something into me that I never have before. So we walk out before he came to us. Before he lay hand on us, I already started to get drunk. The Holy Spirit came on me. And when he touched me, I just fell down on the ground. And I thought, tomorrow I need to preach. I need to go home and rest. Because I have some jet lag too. So when I went down on the floor, I keep asking God. I began to laugh and cry. And the presence of God was so heavy on me. And I think... Okay, I need to go home. Pastor Da start to say, Mom, are you okay? Should we go home? Because he finished all the prayer for people already. That, at that time, maybe 10.30 p.m. And I could not get up. I was nailed to the ground. I could not lift my arm up. The presence of God was so strong on me. I was there for... Almost an hour, Pastor Dad had to sit on the chair waiting for me. <laughs> Could not get me up. Until the end, almost 11 p.m. I got out of the floor, still drunk. And I still laugh in the Holy Spirit. And I learned the lesson that night. That is about my hunger. My desperation. And I asked God to touch me. And he answered me that night. And I can tell after that night, my life was changed. Oh, I, I don't want to go into detail. What change happened to me? I know that the fire of God changed my life. But can you imagine I've been a pastor for 37 years. And I have been laying on of hand, lay hand on people, thousands of people. I still need the touch of God myself. I still need to go to the next level. Amen. And when the fire of God touches you, there is like an upheaval thing. It's a spiritual warfare. Spiritual warfare between the holy God and your flesh. Your sinful nature. It's a spiritual warfare between the holy God and demons around you or inside you. It's going to be a kind of head-on collision. If you yield, the Holy Spirit will take those things out of you. The cockroaches, the rats, and all the junks in you are going to run around and get out of you. So there's going to be some upheaval. And that upheaval will happen in your life, in your church. When I started the revival many years ago, whoo, hell broke loose here. Many rich people left this church about Maybe 10 family left right away. They think I'm crazy. I lost many friends. I lost many friends in Thailand and all over. Right away, upheaval happened. Why? Because the devil was so mad at me. 
The devil was mad, so he's going to talk to people who don't like the file of God, to don't like me, to not like me either. Because with the file of God, lukewarm believers going to turn on to be on fire and set ablaze. Because frozen Christians going to be defrosted and on fire. And many people are going to be called into the ministry. Many people are going to be desperate for God. And the devil, the devil doesn't care much if you come to church one hour a Sunday and sing three hymns and three hers, hymns and hers, and you just listen to 15-minute sermon, put your money in the offering bag, stand up and sing doxology and go home. You came in dead and you leave the church dead. He doesn't care that much. You don't do anything. You are not threatening to the kingdom of darkness at all. But when you get touched by the fire, you are the threatening to his kingdom. And he's going to stir up something to make people hate you, reject you. Therefore, you need to be ready that you're going to face some resistance and some rejection because somebody may not like you. The question is, how desperate are you to meet the file of God? I don't know about you. I cannot be you. But I know one thing. I am desperate because I don't want to be the same. I want to become more like Jesus. I want to have the power of Jesus Christ. I want to be loving like Jesus. I want to have wisdom like Jesus. I want to walk with Jesus. I want to be more like him in my life. And the only person in the whole universe who can change me to be like Jesus is the Holy Spirit. Not any man. I have not arrived yet. I'm not like Jesus yet, but I want to become more and more like Jesus. I want to enter into revival. I want the fire of God to stay in me and I want to keep that fire in my life. I promise God that I will keep the fire of God in my life until Jesus comes back. I will not allow tradition, religion, or any man to stop the fire of God in me. I share this with the Vietnamese people in Atlanta that if people sign a check to me, $2 million and say, Pastor Lau, you stop the fire right now and you stop laying on of hand. You don't talk about the fire. I will say, I'm sorry, it's too late. I love the fire of God. The $2 million cannot buy me. I will stay with the fire of God all the days of my life. Amen. I want my spiritual temperature to be high all the time. You remember the Bible talk about what? Cold and lukewarm and hot. What kind of Christian do you want to be? I want to be hot Christians. I want my spiritual temperature to be high all the time. When I walk by somebody, they can feel the heat from me. Amen. And I want the New Hope. I want the New Hope International Church to be spiritual microwave. When you get into this church, you're going to be burned. Amen. You're not going to be frozen. This is not a refrigerator. You're going to be on fire. You're going to be defrosted. If you come into this church as a new member and you have been cold for a long time, you're going to stay cold for a long time. You're going to be burned. You're going to be defrosted. Amen. You may feel uncomfortable because it's so hot. But that's okay. 
It's good for you. Amen. It's good for you to have that heat in you, the spiritual high temperature in you. Amen. And then all the demons will run out of you. You notice one thing? I used to be in Thailand. I grew up in Thailand. And in Thailand, we have cockroaches in the room. And also mosquito. And sometimes the rat run around in our house. When I was very young, we see the rat walk around in the house. A lot of rats in Thailand. And I never forget when I was a young boy, when I turned on the light, what happened? The cockroaches disappear. They run into their places and all the rats just run into the hole on the wall. The same thing when you turn on the light of God. When the fire of God visits the church. People who love God will stay here. And they will be free from demons. But people who don't love God will run away and get out from the door. They run away because demons in them don't like that church. So that is what happened. When you have the fire, some people will love it and some people will hate it. I don't want to be cold. I don't want to be lukewarm. I don't want God to use the respirator to help me to survive. Because I'm so frozen and I could not breathe. And he has to put the tube into my lungs to keep me breathing. I don't want God to use the defibrillator, spiritual defibrillator to keep choking me. I want to be hot and alive all the time. Amen. I don't want to be in critical condition in the ICU. Many Christians are in the critical condition right now. They are in the spiritual ICU. They have no joy. They have no faith. They are full of dust. They are full of weakness and full of doubt. Their life is miserable. They need some defibrillator. They need to fight to charge them up, to get out of the ICU. Amen? Amen. How many people are in the ICU right now? Don't raise your hand up. <laughs> when the fire of God comes, <laughs> maybe I should lay hand this way from now on. Instead of lay hand like this, I should lay hand this way. <laughs> Defibrillator. <laughs> Hallelujah. When the Father of God touch you, He will change you. And the first thing He will change you is He change your heart. He will change your heart. Therefore, every single day, I want to encourage you to become this kind of Christian. You check your heart condition every single day. You check your spiritual temperature. When you wake up in the morning and you spend time with God in prayer and devotion and worship, you ask yourself, am I on fire for God? Do I still love Jesus? Do I really go banana for Jesus? Do I really on fire? Or I'm lukewarm right now. I don't care much about the church anymore. If you know that you are in a very cold condition, I recommend you repent as soon as possible and get into the fire of God to be defrosted by the fire. Amen? One thing that I learned about revival, the first sermon I listened to Pastor Rodney Howard Brown about revival in Tampa, Florida. I never forget in 1997, pastoral conference the first sermon that he preached about revival is this. Revival starts 
in you. Many times, pastors of a church want to grow the church. Therefore, they want to invite evangelists to come in to lay hands and spread the fire, perform signs and wonders, so that members will get excited and bring more friends in, and the church will grow fast to make the church bigger. But he himself have no idea what is the fire. He himself is not in the fire. So the first sermon I heard: fire revival. Start in you. Start in the pastor. In the husband. Like me, I cannot expect my wife to have revival if I am not in revival. It had to start with me. I need to be desperate for the move of God. Even many horses try to pull me away from the revival, they would not be able to. I'm desperate for the touch of God. I want all that He has in my life. I want God to really marinate me with His. Oil. I want to be changed. I want to become like Jesus. I want all what heaven has for me to come into my life. I want to be touched by the glory of the Lord, and I know the glory of the Lord would change me from glory to glory to glory. I want the image of Christ to come into my life. It has to start with me. One time, I asked God. I love revival so much. And I want to keep revival. If you study about revival in the world, you will find out that in the church history, this happened. Revival happened. For example, one time in England, one city. I don't remember the name of the city. Big revival. Big revival in California, Azusa Street. Yes, revival happened, and then it died out. Revival happened in England, one city. I don't remember the name of the city, and it died out, and happened again and again like this in church history. So I asked God, "How can we keep revival?" And the Lord spoke to me, "You keep revival, number one. Number two, you need to get the pastor of the church to have revival. And if the pastor have revival, the whole church will have revival. It has to start from." The top, the head. So when I went back to Thailand to plant churches, I made sure every pastor there get revival, get the fire of God, and know how to pass to impart the fire of God to their members. So now all the pastors in Thailand know how to move in the Holy Spirit, move in the fire of God. I want to keep that fire in Thailand and in this church until Jesus comes back. We will not let any. Millions of gallons of water to quench the fire of God in our church. No one can stop the fire of God in my life. You can pour tons of water in me; I burn more. If you try to stop the fire of God in New Hope, I burn more. The more people come against the fire, I lay hand more. I move in the fire more because I don't want the fire of God to stop. The fire of God. Is needed until Jesus come back, because we need to be changed from glory to glory to glory. I want to be those five wise virgin. I don't want to be those unwise or foolish virgins. What are the difference between the two kinds? The two kinds of churches, virgin compared to the church. The five wise virgins are the churches that. Welcome the fire. Have the oil with them. 
But the foolish virgins, no fire. Reject the Holy Spirit. Don't want to do anything with the Holy Spirit. And who will be ready to welcome the groom, ready for the wedding ceremony. The church that stay with the Holy Spirit, with the fire of God. Live a holy life. The fire of God was sent from heaven to clean up the church, to make the church become holy, like a beautiful, righteous bride of the Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, the second reason the fire of God is quenched in many movements in America is this. I want to share with you quickly. And I'm going to go on to continue my sentence. Is that many people don't understand about the manifestation of the spirit and the manifestation of demons. When you move in the fire, the demon will start to work hard to stop that. So they will creep into the church and have different kind of manifestation in that movement or in that meeting, on and on. And what happens if you don't understand the difference or the manifestation of the spirit and of demon? You begin to honor the manifestation of demons and let demons rise up in the church and start to spread in the church. And what happened? That revival will be gone. That's what happened to the world so many places. So God told me this long time ago. Son, if you want to keep revival, you need to know about demons and how to get them out of the church and know what are they doing in the church so that you will not honor them. You see, so how can we know a church or a person is in revival? One of the characteristics is that that person loves holiness, hates sin, live a repentant life. The Holy Spirit came into you not to just make you prideful and with power, but the Holy Spirit come and touch you to clean you to remove all the junk out of you, all the sinful nature and the bondage out of you so that you can enter into the image of God. Revival is a constant thing. It's for now. Some of you say, oh, thank God I was touched by the fire of God in revival service about 119 years ago. Oh, thank God I was there. God touched me 119 years ago. No, revival is for now. Is constant every day. From glory to glory to glory. I share the story about Atlanta that I was touched by God. You see, even I still need the touch of God today. I need to stay in revival all the days of my life. Amen. I need to get hungry. I need to press in. So now is the key. How are you going to stay in revival? Get hungry. That's why... Sometimes it's harder to get revival in a very prestigious and rich community. Or people think that they know a lot of Bible already. They're so smart. The fire of God usually works with simple people. People who act like a children. I admit I don't know much. I'm going to press in. I'm going to stay hungry for God. I want God to touch me. I want to be like little children. Try like faith. I don't care about my makeup. I don't care about my hairstyle. You may spend $200 for your hairstyle yesterday, but today it may be gone. Maybe your makeup is so expensive in your face right now, but when you get touched by God, the makeup is gone, and you have to put in again. You may look terrible after that, 
You may put the false eyelash on, and after you get drunk in the Holy Spirit, the eyelash drop and disappear on the ground. And when you stand up, people look at you. Why your eyelash not equal on both sides? One is longer, another one is shorter. If you care about those things too much, you cannot get into the file of God. Amen. You need to press in. Open your heart. If you are self-centered, you cannot get revival. Because if you are self-conscious, you can always think, "What people going to think about me? I will be embarrassed if I crawl on the ground. If I cry, if my hair look terrible, and when you cry, you look like a mess." I remember one time I was in the other side to go visit another church in Olympic Peninsula, and the preacher called me out to give testimony about how I meet the file of God. Oh, they call Dr. Lau is a neurosurgeon, very famous neurosurgeon in Seattle area. Could you come out and give testimony? I walk out like a neurosurgeon, <laughs> grab the microphone, ready to give testimony. I haven't even talked one sentence. The Holy Spirit hit me, and I start to get drunk, and I could not talk. I began to like, oh, God, and I was on the ground, and everyone laughed at me. This neurosurgeon, he looked weird. He was drunk and he could not talk. He looked like crazy man. I have to hand microphone to Pastor Da. To say something, and I don't remember what she said, but I was on the ground throughout the service, drunk in the Holy Ghost. God sometimes can do something like that. And are you going to keep your face? Are you going to say, "Hey, I'm a neurosurgeon. You cannot look down on me." No, you need to come to Him like a little child. Amen. You need to be so hungry for the things of God. And after you get touched by the fire again and again and again, you're gonna look more like Jesus. You're gonna walk more like Jesus. You're gonna talk different, walk different, move in different way, and people look at you. What happened to you? You are so different now. You're different because. The file of God touch you, cleanse you, burn on the inside of you. He still do the ongoing work on the inside of you. That every year has gone by, people come back to visit you. Wow, you look different this year than last year. Next year, people come back to visit you. Ooh, you're different. The way you talk, the way you walk, the way you respond to the situation. Wow, this is interesting. You need to stay in the fire and keep being changed, transformed from glory to glory. When you are touched by the fire, you may shake the nations. You will go wherever God tells you to go. You will do whatever God tells you to do. You will say whatever God tells you to say, because in your body, you're so full of Him. He works in you, and He works through you. When the fire of God touches you, the Bible says that wherever the Spirit is, there is liberty. 
when you have the fire, you will have freedom on the inside of you. You can allow the Holy Spirit to have free reign to work through your life. Your eyes will never be the same. The Spirit of God will shine His light through your eyes, through your voice. Let me read this scripture in the book of Second Corinthians, chapter three, verses seventeen to eighteen. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Do you want liberty? Do you want freedom? Freedom from sin, freedom from bondage, freedom from demons, freedom from religion, freedom from tradition, freedom from the control of man. You want to have freedom. When you have the Spirit in the church, you have freedom. But we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image. Image of who? Image of Christ. From glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. This is a powerful scripture. The Bible emphasizes the work of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit come and touch you, marinate you, fill you up. He gives you liberty. He gives you freedom. Why the Bible talk about the unveiled face? Because in the Old Testament, the glory of the Lord is somewhere, such as the pillar of cloud and the pillar of uh, fire with Moses. On the mountain, or the presence of God show up in the temple of Solomon. But after Jesus said, "It is finished," the curtain between the holy of holies and the holy place was torn into two, and the glory of the Lord came out from that room. So now the glory is available to everybody who is hungry. And press in and want the glory of God. Why the Bible talk about unveiled face of Moses? When Moses walked out from the mountain, he was so full of glory. His face was shining the glory of God to the point that the children of Israel could not look at his face. He has to put on the veil, and people could look at him now because the veil on his face. The Bible say no. Well anymore. Mean now the glory open to the whole congregation, and when you behold the glory, when you touch the glory, when you come into the glory or the file of God, what happened? You will be transformed from glory to glory to glory to glory by the Spirit of the Lord. I don't know about you. I want the glory to touch me. That's what happened on last Saturday night when I was on the floor for one hour. I feel the presence of God was so heavy on me, and I could not get up from the floor. I understand now why John, the apostle, was on the floor when he met Jesus in the Book of Revelation. I understand now when Daniel met God, he was on the ground like a dead man for a long time. If you read in Daniel chapter ten. Daniel was on the ground for a long time, like a dead man, because the glory of the Lord was on him. I want the glory, and when you enter into the fire of revival, believe me, you're gonna see it 
in your lifestyle. Your manner of worship will be different. Your manner of giving will be different. The way you talk, the word you say, will be different from people who never been touched by the fire of God. Your serving, your preaching, your teaching will be different. Your life will be changed by the fire of God. And when you read the Bible, how to receive the word will be so different. When you read, it's like the Holy Spirit just shine the light into the word, and you understand the word of God deeper than before by the fire of God who gives you life and light. Your love will be different. You love people more. You love the Church of Jesus Christ. You begin to have the passion for the kingdom. You have the passion for souls. A while ago, before I walk into this church, I talked to Brother Johnson, his sister. Is a pastor in Sacramento, a Chinese church, and she said to him that is an older sister or younger sister, older sister. She contacted him and say, "I want to come to know Dr. Lau, and want to work with him. I like his teaching. This is a teaching I've been looking for for a long time." And Brother Johnson say, "Oh, you know, I think you're too busy already. We don't want to bother you." I say, bother me. I love it. I will help this Mandarin-speaking church. No string attached. Don't need to give money to me. Anything, whatever New Hope can help, we will help that church in Sacramento. Why? Because we have passion, passion for soul, passion for building the church, passion for preach the gospel. We're willing if God opened the door. The fire of God burn on the inside of you to have the passion for the kingdom of God, and you have that passion in the night hour when you wake up in the morning. God, can I save that person? What can I do to see that person healed, save and deliver? God, what can I do to help that church? What can I do? Pray for people. You have that passion when you go out. When you come in, when you walk, when you talk, when you lie down, when you stand up, the fire keeps burning on the inside of you. When you are eating chai yo, when you eating Vietnamese food or pizza, you were eating and inside it's burning. What can I do to help that church? Or pray for the members. Oh God, touch that person, heal that person from kidney disease. From cancer, who inside is burning, burning, burning on the inside of you. You thinking about the kingdom. You think about people all the time, but it's not a burden. It's fun because it's from Jesus. It's not yourself. The spirit of Jesus inside you really burned on the inside. You think about souls to be saved. You think about soul to be healed. You think about people to really know God more, and not only that. Last thing I want to say: When you are in the file of God, when you are touched by the file of God, when you walk into a place, the atmosphere in that place will be changed, because you carry the glory into that place. People may be crying and upset. You walk in, ha 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 ha, and you begin to smile, and the atmosphere changes into joy. People may be discouraged, sick. You walk in with the glory. And the sick 
get healed. Signs and wonders, the manifestation of the power of God shall go with you. You will be a devastating agent against the darkness. Wherever you go, demon will run into the garbage can because they cannot handle you. They have to run away because you carry the presence of God. Is that what happened to Jesus? Jesus carried the glory of God everywhere. Everywhere he went, who? People get healed. Demon come out. Miracles happen. I want to be at that level like Jesus. That's my cry to God. God say, knock on the door. Seek, you shall find. Ask, it will be given. And you know what I ask God? Every day in my prayer, I say, God, I want to be like Jesus. I want to be so full of glory that everywhere I go, people will be healed. My goal and my dream is that one day New Hope International Church, every sick person come here will be healed. 100% of them. Amen. Yesterday, I watched the movie called Pilgrim Progress. The cartoon, the, what do you call that kind of cartoon? Animated, animated. And in one scene, this man, he is a, he's a gatekeeper. He looks like he's a pastor. The man named Christian wants to go to the celestial city. And this man came out with the weapon and fight all the demons and kill all the demons. And then our members wrote, one of our members wrote email to me today. Pastor, when I watched that scene, I was thinking about you. You are the gatekeeper. You use the power of the Holy Spirit and kick all the demon out of this church. No one can touch the member of this church. Go to watch this movie. This guy have the stick in his hand and pam, pam, pam. All the demon died. So I like that scene. Victory. So that person carry the file of God. Amen. We need to be that kind of person. Wherever we are, the blessing is there. Wherever we are, victory is there. Wherever we go, atmosphere change. Amen. Wherever we go, the manifestation of the Spirit will be there. People can sense the fire of God from our tone of voice. People get set free from us. When we say something, it comes from the Holy Spirit. And that word is so full of anointing and power and faith. And people will be set free. If you stay in revival. That's why the devil hates the revival. He wants you to stay in religion, tradition, and in bondage for the rest of your life. But God wants to set you free, fill you with the fire, fill you with the oil, and send you out to shake the nations, to help your neighbors, and to touch life for Him. Set people abreast and set people free from the hand of the enemy. How many people want to stay in revival? I want to stay in revival. I want God to touch me. You know, God can touch you anywhere, I tell you. He can touch you one time. Just share the story so you know that he is not limited by location. You don't need to be here to be touched by God. One day, Pastor Da was cooking, getting ready for dinner. And I was waiting 
by open my laptop and suddenly the show up of the preaching of Reinhard Bonnke. So I was watching his preaching, and in that preaching he was talking about the fire of God. So I watching, I was watching, and he's talking about the fire. This is about 15 minutes before dinner time, and suddenly. The Bible say in this way. Let me read here in Second Timothy one six and seven. Therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God, which is the fire of God, which is in you, through the laying on of my hands. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. I was sitting there while I was listening to this preacher, Reinhard Bonnke. The spirit in me started to like. Stop! Up. Yeah, I'm hungry. Oh, I begin to like think about the fire. You know, suddenly at that dining table, the fire of God hit me. I begin to get drunk and, and laugh and cry, and I was on the ground. My three children walk in for dinner, and they look at me, Dad, again. You get drunk again, and I was there. I did not have dinner that night. I just was drunk on the ground because I was so hungry, and it stirred up my spirit on the inside of me. I remember another time. I just want to give you the example that you don't need to be in this meeting if you're hungry enough. I was in the hotel in Jehovahru, Malaysia. This is a little hotel. I. Was with another pastor from another country. We two pastors sleep in the same room. Male pastor, though not woman pastor. Okay. <laughs> another male pastor there. I was there, and then I could not sleep because of jet lag in Asia. I don't want to bother that pastor. I walk to the front of the restroom and sit in the door of the restroom to pray. I begin to pray, so I will not bother that pastor who was sleeping. And I start to get hungry and talk about God. God touch me, the fire of God, blah blah blah. Suddenly, in front of the restroom of the hotel in Jehovahru, in Malaysia, the fire of God hit me. I was on the ground crying and laughing and drunk in the Holy Ghost in the restroom, <laughs> on the floor, no carpet, no usher. No cloth on me. I was drunk in the Holy Ghost because I was so on fire and so hungry for the things of God. Do you see now? It's about your heart. It's about how desperate you are to be touched by the fire of God. How surrendered you are. How much you want to be changed. How hungry. You say, God, touch me. Deal with me. I'm not going to get out of this room until you do something to me today. I will not leave this place the same way I walked in. You need to do something in my life. This is not a religion. This is not a tradition. I want you to touch me, burn, pour the kerosene of the spirit on me. Set me a blaze for you, Lord. Touch me, Lord. You don't care what other people think about you. You don't care whether. The church is closed, and everyone want to leave. You still press into God. That is the way to press into the fire of God. 
you need to be hungry for the move of God, for the touch of God. Amen. Amen. I cannot be hungry for you. I just share my testimony, just share my experiences. You yourself be desperate for God. I am so desperate. I have only one life to live. I want to become more and more like Jesus before I leave this world. And the only person who can change me to become like Jesus is the Spirit of the Living God. Amen. I want to live a holy life. I want to be full of power. I want to walk like Him. That's why I'm hungry for the move of God. Amen. I'm excited. That May 6th, I'm going to be there. And don't be surprised if I get drunk there. This is what I learned. Sometimes people don't even need to lay hand on me. I tell you the truth. I come to that point of my life. I learned this 15 years ago. You walk into the meeting with a really high anointed man, highly anointed man. He, he carried a fire. And I just stood up inside me. I'm hungry. Lord... I'm not going to leave this place the same. Lord, touch me tonight. And the man did not have to lay hand on me. I just draw into me. The same God on him will come into my life. And I just draw the living water into my life because I'm so hungry in the presence of God. Amen? So you need to be that hungry. You get in and you just start to get drunk. Every time I go to revival service like that, start to, start to worship already filled with the Holy Spirit. Because I was so hungry, I just keep drawing the presence of God into me. This is not a joke. This is real. I am so hungry for the things of God. Amen? Amen. Father, we thank you so much for reminding us to be in the move of God all the days of our life, Lord. We are desperate to be changed. We don't want to be the same. Lord, many of us may come from different Christian backgrounds, different denominations, different practices of the church. But Lord, we want to be like biblical Christians. In the Bible, Lord, we see in the upper room, they were pressing in. They were filled with the Holy Spirit. The big fire came upon them. Lord, when they prayed together in the book of Acts, the Holy Spirit filled the house. Oh Lord, we believe in this generation, as we are hungry for you, we want to be changed we want to be transformed from glory to glory. You shall also touch us, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We believe. Tonight, you touch the hungry, the thirsty. Their life will never be the same, Lord. We thank you so much, Lord. Hallelujah. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternational.org.
newhopeinternationalchurch.com I'm so thirsty